My name is Francis Martin. I'm a Church Times reporter. And while in Ukraine covering the Archbishop of Canterbury's visit to the country, I sat down for an interview with Archbishop Yevstrati of Cherniv and Nizhyn, a prominent figure in the Orthodox Church of Ukraine. There are two main Orthodox churches, Archbishop Yevstrati's church, led by Metropolitan Epiphany, which is autonomous from the Moscow Patriarchate, and the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, the UOC, which retains some historic and now disputed links with Russia. So I wonder if I could start by asking you about how the church is supporting the struggle against the invasion. First of all, uh, the uh, essence of the church is to be a witness of truth and to spread the truth among people and to uh, promote and protect the truth. And uh, especially during the war, during the struggles, people need uh, moral beacons. People need a deep understanding for what they are fighting and even dying is the uh, aim of their uh, struggle. Is righteous, righteous is true or not? And uh, church provides them this understanding. They are uh, protectors of native land, of uh, lives of uh, neighbors, and uh, they are doing what is needed in front of uh, evil invasion. Church is only one unique institution which is not just able but obligated to pray, to be a provider of communication with God, with divinity. And especially during times of crisis, people need places where they uh, share their pain, th their hope. They need places uh, and gatherings where they feel that they are not alone. Uh, one of the hardest example for the church itself uh, now is the funerals. I know many uh, parishioner priests who have funeral every day, even twice or more at the day. And they saw day by day parents, wives, children, relatives, friends who lost their uh, sons, husbands, five fathers and friends on the battlefield many of them of young age and day by day to care about these people who are 
deeply wounded in their souls. It's uh, so hard, so heavy burden, but it's obligation of the church to share pain uh, of other people. The obligation of the church is inspire people to provide support, to provide aid to those who are in need. Because especially after the two years of full-scale aggression, ten years of the war itself, many people, many benefactors, many donators are tired. But people still need support. People still need food, clothes, uh, any other humanitarian aid, especially in the areas near front line, because every day uh, Russian missiles, Russian bombs destroy more and more, and people still need, and still are in need. Uh, church as integral part of civil society, especially our church, also the Church of Ukraine, which is the biggest uh, religious community in Ukraine, uh, with more than half of the population are followers of Ukrainian, our Ukrainian church. We feel our specific responsibility uh, now at the time of war and we're thinking about post-war Ukraine because huge part of Ukrainian society are traumatized and being traumatized specifically uh, Ukrainian soldiers who will return from battlefields uh, people who lost everything in uh, Russia's destroyed cities uh, people who lost their relatives and uh, a reconstruction will be needed not f just for infrastructure, for houses and uh, roads, but for souls. And uh, we understand that uh, it will be our obligation to help people to heal not just uh, visible wound in their bodies, but to heal the wound in their souls. Can I ask as well about how the church is able to support Ukrainians who have left Ukraine? A great number, of course, uh, fled in the early part of the invasion. Um, what is the church able to do for, for those people who find themselves a, a long way for Ukraine, but, uh, but many of them will be believers? Uh, first of all, we have some limitations for our activity outside Ukraine because of the rules of Thomas of Autocephaly, because we have uh, no right to have direct uh, uh, jurisdiction of uh, Ukrainian church outside Ukrainian state borders. But we created the specific uh, mission uh, of chaplaincy for uh, Ukrainian refugees outside Ukraine uh, and the responsibility of this mission is to communicate with local uh, appropriate uh, orthodox hierarchy in different countries and in communication with them to organize uh, uh, spiritual care. Within Ukraine there is 
um, this tension between the two major Orthodox churches, uh, your own church, the Orthodox Church of Ukraine, and the Ukrainian Orthodox Church uh, of the Moscow Patriarchate. How do you respond to people who suggest that uh, the law being introduced by the Ukrainian parliament uh, that will uh, likely, or some say ban, or, or certainly will uh, curtail some of the activities of um, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church? What, what do you say to those who say this is an infringement of freedom of religion and belief? Uh, first of all, uh, oh, everybody must uh, understand what this draft law about. It's not about uh, religious activity. It's not about uh, freedom of, of religion itself. It's just about of subordination of particular religious congregations to Russian religious centers. Unfortunately, uh, Russian religious centers, specifically uh, Moscow Patriarch, is the religious center of Russian Orthodox Church. But not only uh, Moscow Patriarchy, major muftiats of uh, uh, Muslim uh, unions, uh, Buddhist official union uh, and uh, Jewish unions are totally controlled by uh, Russian government uh, by the same mechanism and even worse than was during the time of Soviet Union. And now, especially during the Russian hybrid uh, aggression, uh, this connection between a uh, Russian state and uh, religious unions is used as a tool of hybrid war. And control, administrative control, over a religious life outside Russia is one of the powerful tools of Russian external policy. And everybody, specifically in free world, understand the difference between freedom of speech and freedom for propaganda. Between freedom of religion and using religion as a, a tool of uh, hatred and some other illegal activities, including uh, terroristic activity. Because we can see how many people use religion or religious uh, phraseology as a um, cover for their political and even uh, worse terroristic activity. And the draft law, what we're talking about, it is just about legal subordination or subordination in legal terms of Ukrainian religious communities to Russian religious centers. But it is not a holy obligation or part of uh, dogma of Orthodox tradition 
that Orthodox believers and clergy must be in, uh, under uh, uh, supervision or must be subordinated to Patriarch of Moscow. And and uh, only what this law uh, waits from uh, religious communions is to be free from uh, external uh, Russian influence. And this law established a, a, a mechanism that this law uh, that uh, only if the state find throughout the expertise that particular congregation have subordination to Russian religious center first step will be the asking that uh, you must uh, follow the Ukrainian law and must be uh, liberated from this subordination if you have no will to be free from uh, subordination of uh, Russia uh, your case will be bring to the court and even after the court will decide uh, uh, such particular congregation as a legal entity will be dissoluted but according to Ukrainian law specifically religious activity is not a subject of registration or uh, state regulation and to have a worships, to have a common prayers, to have a, uh, classes for children, etc., need no registration or uh, specific uh, uh, agreement from the government. Ukrainian Orthodox Church leaders would say that they've already separated themselves from Moscow, that they um, had a sabor, a church council, um, the summer after the war began um, declared themselves independent uh, that uh, prayers for uh, Patriarch Kirill the uh, Moscow Patriarch are now very rare in Ukrainian Orthodox churches um, what more do they need to do to satisfy these criteria? to follow their own decisions because they from my point of view they try to fool society to fool the state even to fool their own followers because you can imagine that their general assembly or sabor uh, been uh, gathered in May of 2022 and pretend that the, this general assembly uh, approved new version of their bylaw or statute which indicated that they are independent but till now 20 months after this new version of their statute never been officially published what it means if you approve new constitution it's possible if, if uh, Church of England approve constitution which is a main document and not published how people uh, will know the internal rules of the church if this rules is not published and why they uh, did uh, uh, such way because they 
proclaim that we are changed, but until uh, uh, this new document not officially published, it means it is not uh, fear, and this decision is not final. If Moscow Patriarchate structure in Ukraine really independent from Moscow, they have no uh, to fear because of this uh, draft law, because this law is only affect, uh, will affect those who still are in subordination. If they have no subordination, they have no reasons to fear. But if they told that this uh, law, draft law is uh, a point of concern for them, it means that they are still subordinated to Moscow and have fear that this fact after uh, implementation of the law will be officially discovered and unveiled. What they must do, they must realize their independence is that they must fulfill their words by their actions. Because we can see that they said one by deed totally opposite. They, they told that we are independent but stay still dependent on Moscow. For example, Moscow Patriarchate, Patriarch Kirill Gunyayev himself, resubordinate uh, eparchies on occupied, temporarily occupied territories of Ukraine, like Crimea, Donbass, and uh, uh, some other uh, territories on the south, in Zaporizhia and Kherson Oblast, uh, Gundyayev decided to resubordinate these uh, 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 churches on that, these territories directly to Moscow Patriarch, from Kiev structure to Moscow. What is response of Metropolitan Onufri and his synod and his structure on this uh, invasion, illegal invasion? Silence. They pretend that they uh, saw nothing. When in small village, in rural area, in the middle of nowhere, Rise the conflict between followers of Moscow Patriarchate and local community which decided to uh, uh, united with Orthodox Church of Ukraine uh, with uh, Orthodox Church of Ukraine Moscow Patriarchate will issue hundreds of statements but Moscow Patriarch Kirill grabbed and stole from them 2,000 of parishes and they say nothing to whom they still dependent what, how do you respond to uh, reports of um, intimidation, sometimes violence against uh, priests of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church in situations where there is a, a struggle over the control of, of a particular church do you condemn those actions? Do you deny that they occur? Uh, you know, uh, first of all, uh, in many cases, 
representatives of Moscow Patriarchate uh, uh, made church buildings as a hostages of their own vision because according to Ukraine we is a three main pillars of the freedom of religion to have to express and to change to have the religion belief uh, to express to follow, to follow to exercise by your own or with others publicly and privately and to change if you want to change Moscow Patriarchate deny the right the people, the congregation have a right to change affiliation according to Ukrainian law if particular congregation have will to change affiliation legal affiliation they must have a general assembly general gathering of the parishioners and vote and even three of thought the two of thought a strong majority will vote in favor of a change affiliation it will happen but in many cases we can see that Moscow Patriarchate even uh, three, four, five hundred of parishioners vote uh, in favor to change affiliation and twenty people or even ten people still uh, follow the Moscow uh, uh, jurisdiction representatives of Moscow Patriarchate told that this is the parishioners and all those are strange invaders they would like to grab stole our property but according to Ukrainian law property bill church church as wall have no legal right church is not legal entity in Ukraine every particular congregation monastery or other church institution is, is legal entity and property belong to particular particular congregation and if congregation decided to change affiliation they have no right to uh, uh, prevent implementation of this freedom to change affiliation to be free from Moscow Patriarchate but they repeatedly try to create images, information to spreading around the world that they are persecuted, that they are suffered and so on and so forth for example, just today, yesterday they spread photo of Metropolitan Longin from Banchene Monastery in Bukovina this image with uh, title this is the price of the purity of orthodox faith what had happened with this metropolitan they don't told later they told that he fought down two weeks ago this is a consequence of his sickness 
but they pretend when especially followers of Moscow Patriarchate or those who consumed uh, uh, Moscow propaganda if they see this image they think oh he maybe he been beaten by Ukrainian schismatics because he is a strong uh, uh, follower of uh, purity of orthodoxy and we know hundreds of such cases when uh, really representatives of Moscow Patriarchate try to create as much as possible problems during the realization of uh, decision of particular congregation to leave the uh, Moscow Patriarchate jurisdiction in one aim to prevent this huge shift because according social surveys uh, number of followers of Moscow Patriarchate in Ukraine decreased from 15% which was before the full scale aggression till 4% and legal process when uh, particular congregations decided to leave the jurisdiction of Moscow Patriarchate is it just the consequences of this uh, huge uh, social shift in the case of Metropolitan Longin, um, the, the photo you showed me there of him you know, with, with excessive bruising on his face, I mean, it, does it concern you at all that suggestions that you know, he, he is uh, on trial or he um, uh, has been on trial, I understand, for um, under Ukrainian law? Do you worry that because this bill on, on um, subordination to Russia has not yet gone through, other legal measures are being used? For example, for the um, uh, transfer of, of property, the, the Lavra here in Kiev, where we are sitting right now, is an example of that. Um, does it concern you that sometimes these actions perhaps are not following uh, every due process? Um, some of these things are happening fast, or would you say that these are following due process? These are um, decisions that are applied correctly? You know, uh when you can see the gang of robbers who came to a particular person at the street and told give us all your money and all your belongings they are feel so strong they are feel uh, that they that might is right but the same people when they arrested in front of court in front of power of uh, law you can see the opposite behavior oh so sorry I am so a uh, small guy I don't know what what had happened I have no uh, idea to to beat uh, anyone or something else Moscow Patriarchate is a system which provide for decades spiritual ground 
and spiritual uh, excuse for Russian invasion of Ukraine. Here in Lavrov, I just read uh, two days ago the article uh, of uh, director of State Museum. On the territory of Lavra, they find hundreds of uh, pieces of different uh, uh, visible signs of Russian propaganda. For example, portrait, secular portraits of uh, Russian imperial family, uh, uh, Russian books which uh, explained how Russia is great and how it's, uh, and it's a holy obligation to uh, follow the uh, Russian tradition, etc., etc. And at the same time, they find no one example of Ukrainian symbolic. For decades, they what here is they poison their followers by Russian superiority, by Russian idea that only uh, in unity with Russia uh, is a true uh, way for Ukraine and all other Slavic nations. And at the time of the war, when Russia used all their weapon, all their tools of aggression, all their tools of policy against Ukraine, we must care about any liars like this Longinjar, he fell down two weeks ago. I have thought of my mother she fell down half of the year ago, and at the same time she looks like the same. And I uh, been able to post her photo and told followers of Moscow Patriarchate beat my mother uh, uh, with the aim to scare me as a uh, representative of Orthodox uh, representative of Orthodox Church of Ukraine. He fell down two weeks ago. Why he posted his photo now without any real explanation, but to create imagination that he been beaten because of his position, mm. not felt mm. because of his illness. And we had a hundred of such cases. And really, response of Ukrainian society of those actions and words and everything what they saw and can see now from Moscow Patriarchate is very soft very soft because I think in uh, many other cases even democratic countries will take much fast and hard response according to the law against such behavior if somebody mm. using religion try to destroy your country destroy your freedom and eliminate yourself because we know how 
uh, on occupied territories, local priests of Moscow Patriarchate helps uh, to invaders to uh, create lists of pro-Ukrainian uh, clergy, Orthodox clergy and uh, pastors and uh, spiritual leaders of other congregations for execution. Can I ask, in the future, when the war is over, how do you hope to see the Orthodox landscape in Ukraine? Would you like to see a plurality of Orthodox churches or the Orthodox Church of Ukraine effectively as a state church? Oh, first of all, it's our clear, unchanged position. We are state-supportive church. We support Ukrainian statehood, integrity and independence. First of all, not just because we are loyal citizens, but first of all because this is a cornerstone of most important liberties for uh, people, specifically liberty, freedom of religion and belief. We state that we support statehood. It means that we are not support particular leader or particular party or government, uh, etc. And we are strongly against of subordination of the church itself to the state, because we lived for hundreds of the years under such system during the. Uh, Russian Empire time and Soviet time and we know well what it means the control of the state over the church mm. and we we fight uh, we fought and still will fight for our freedom for our independence from external uh, uh, influence and from the uh, uh, attempts to use the church as a tool of a secular policy. Ukraine is a democratic country and it's not possible if you have democracy to force people to believe or not believe in something. And we in Ukraine have not only representatives of Moscow Patriarchate, we have some small groups of other Orthodox traditions, old Russian old believers, uh, Russian Orthodox Church outside Russia, which mm -hmm. not uh, reunited with Moscow Patriarchate in 2007, and some other small groups. And Ukraine provides freedom of religion for everyone, and ask only one reasonable uh, thing. Please, not use religion as a cover for your pro-Russian activity. And we believe that after the war, bigger or smaller groups of followers of Moscow Patriarchate will exist in Ukraine, because Ukraine is a democratic country and we are fighting for our democracy. But these followers really will have spiritual connections with Russian Orthodox Church, but not 
subordination, legal mm. subordination to to Russian uh, governmental center because it is a danger for Ukrainian security and for these three and a half centuries of our uh, existence under Russian burden we knows well what it mean to be under Russian political, religious and uh, other types of uh, control Thank you Can I ask a final question? Um, the war has been going on now um, for, for almost 10 years the full scale invasion for almost 2 years longer than many people feared uh, many people feared that Ukraine um, would be occupied within weeks yeah. of an invasion sure. do you feel that God is helped to protect Ukraine yes sure it's, for me is uh, self evident and it's a most visible sign of God's support because without his divine intervention in many particular cases for Ukraine will not be possible to survive we really feel that only because of divine support Ukraine still able to resist this evil Russian empire and uh, because f specifically for last three and a half decades of re from uh, f time that Ukraine start to restore uh, statehood and independence me personally I saw many times that Ukrainian country and society state just in one step from the abyss during the our revolutions, Orange Revolution, Revolution of Dignity, during the first row of Russian invasion to Crimea, to Donbass, because they, uh, on that time, they had aimed to divide Ukraine and to have control from Kharkiv on north to Odessa on south. And on that time, we have no military uh, ability to resist from their invasion. But every time when Ukraine stayed just one step from the abyss, we received support, we had the courage, something happened, happened unexpected for Russians which turned uh, uh, in very different directions all the things. And because of this, previous evidences I believe that God is on Ukrainian side and where is God there is victory Archbishop Yevstrati thank you so much for your time thank you, thank you so much thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast you can find more news, analysis, comment and book reviews on our website churchtimes.co.uk if you are not yet a subscriber to The Church Times, you can try your first 10 issues for just £10. You'll get the paper delivered to your door every Friday, plus full access to our website and digital archive. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe to find out more.